Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest-running hiking podcast downloaded over three-quarters of a million times in over 160 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jules Savage, coming to you from Ngunnawal and Ngambri country. This is episode 260 of the Australian Hiker Podcast, and in this week's episode we discussed Are You a Night Owl or Are You a Rooster? We hope you enjoy. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice so that each episode is available as soon as it's published, and if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. The old saying of early to bed and early to rise originated over 600 years ago at a time when making use of daylight hours was particularly important in a largely rural society. While this saying is still relevant in agricultural circles today, it's also applicable to many other aspects of our lives, including hiking. Our sleep patterns are unique, so this podcast looks at the pros and cons to each type of sleep regime from a hiking perspective. So what are you, a night owl, a rooster, or a bit of both? Now to start off, really a lot of what we'll be discussing are generalisations, and they don't particularly apply hard and fast. There's any range of different types of fleet patterns that people have. But one thing I have noticed while I've been hiking over the years is there typically are two broad groups. Those people that will go to bed really early and get up really early, uh, and in this case we're talking about us, uh, us <laughs> yeah, uh, roosters, we're daytime people, uh, or those people that will wake up a bit later and go to bed a bit later, so the night owls. So the other way of looking at this, are you the person who makes the noise in the morning or are you the person who makes the noise at night? (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely true. So starting off with roosters. Now roosters, uh, as a generalisation, will rise with the sun or earlier. They're typically the first to leave camp in the morning. They typically are first into camp at the end of the day and they're usually the first to bed at the end of the day. And I think to a great extent this pretty much describes Jill and I but more so myself in particular. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a co-enabler but I have my moments. And I know from my perspective when I'm uh, in the real world, uh, at home rather than out in the bush, my normal get-up time in the morning is roughly around about 430 I'll typically try to go to bed at around about 9.30 at night. Uh, So I operate on roughly around about six hours sleep a night, uh, if I'm lucky. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Now, the pros of being a rooster, and these are things we've just found over the years, because you uh, will often get out of camp first or early in the day, you'll tend to be hiking in the cooler parts of the day, and We've typically found a a number of things. We are less likely to see snakes. Uh, 
It's quite amazing. On the Overland track in 2017, there was a number of people that were doing the same sort of daily routine that we were, but we'd be out of the camp first in the day. We did not see a snake the entire uh, tire trip uh, on the Overland track, whereas everybody else, <laughs> whether they were small groups, big groups, it didn't matter, they all saw snakes, but they were getting away half hour, 40 minutes, an hour, hour and a half later than we were. Yeah, I think we were waking up the snakes and then they all came out. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of interesting. And I do find that on a number of different trails that, you know, people get to camp and they go, oh, did you see the snake? It's like, "Mm, no. The other bonus of being a uh, rooster is you tend to avoid the hotter weather. Now, that's a pro and a con. If it's middle of winter, hotter weather is not a bad thing. Uh, But certainly uh, if you're hiking in the hot weather, I like or I prefer my hiking temperatures to be around about 13, 14, 15 degrees if I've got a choice (laughs) because I find it's easier to overheat rather than uh, to uh, be a a bit too cool. Uh, so getting out a bit earlier in the day, particularly if you're hiking in the warmer warmer trails, things like Larapenta Trail as an example, it's good to get out and at least get a longer section of cooler weather. Yeah, and that worked well for us when there were a couple of um, days when we it was really, really, really hot and it was advantageous to get out early and that was kind of our theme. So that worked well for us. Now, this is either a pro or a con, depending on how you want to look at it. But from our perspective, it's a pro. You have a more solitary experience. It's not unusual for us to leave camp uh, before anyone else does in the morning. And we actually end up uh, spending much more of the day by ourselves or by myself from hiking as a solo hiker. And that's not a bad thing because you can spend time at the end of the day or the beginning of the day talking to people. More so at the end of the day. I think uh, for us, we're, we're normally up and about before anyone else is. Uh, so we tend to get up and go without spending too much time hanging around camp. But you know, at the end of the day, we have a bit more chance to chat to people as they come in. And the other thing is, because you'll also get into camp first, you will often get the first choice of campsites or you'll have a, a you know, if you're not first in the camp, you, you're, you're typically some of the earliest people there and you get to choose which campsites you want to sleep in. And that can make a, a difference, particularly if there's a lot of people out on trail. Now, the cons, leaving early means you're often packing up your shelter while there's still a lot of condensation on it. If it's a moist environment and your tent fly is sopping wet, you end up putting this sopping wet bag basically into your pack. Now, for me, that's not a major issue. I tend to put it in the stretch pocket on the outside of the pack anyway. And if need be, I'll take it out during the daytime and dry it off when I'm having breaks. Uh, but you know, it means that if your gear is wet or it's been raining, uh, you are typically dealing with wetter gear if, it is, if there is a bit of moisture around. Starting early can be colder in the cooler parts of the year. Uh, so again, I don't mind hiking in the wet conditions or the wet and or cold conditions for that matter. Uh, but what it does mean is that I'll need to wear a puffy jacket earlier uh, or, or for longer periods uh, than if I had it left later in the morning. Yeah, that's an interesting one because I think sometimes you need to leave much later for it to be much warmer. So, you know, a couple of hours if you want to leave it that long, um, it's still probably not going to be that much warmer. So, yeah, I, 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 I still think it's kind of a marginal con. You just get up and go. It's probably warmer if you're walking. 
The other disadvantage if you leave early is you get to clear the cobwebs. Now, No, <laughs> I, I get to clear the cobwebs. That's what that's about. Yeah, except Jill's about eight inches shorter than I am, so <laughs> she'll collect most of them, but she just leaves the face height ones for me to clear. Well, if I'm really feeling generous, I'll hold up my hiking pole just to catch them for you, Tim. But yeah, if you if you do leave later in the day, you probably don't even have, a, have to deal with cobwebs. If there are more people on trail, and you and you, someone's not, done the clearing. Someone's for done you. the clearing for you, so you may never ever have to deal with cobwebs in, in your in your hiking experience because uh, <laughs> everyone else is doing it for you, as Jill said. They, they sound like you know first world problems, don't they? And you may also miss the wildlife activity at the end of the day. Now, what I mean by this is, you know, we, it's not unusual, if I'm hiking solo, it's not unusual for me to be in bed by six o'clock. You know, if we're hiking as a couple, it might be sort of seven, seven thirty, but usually it's not much later than that. And a lot of the nocturnal wildlife will often come out a bit later in the evening. They're, they're, we're, we're, so we're really going to bed as the daytime animals are going to sleep and the nighttime animals haven't quite come out yet. So now we go into night owls, and this is the other extreme of the, the spectrum. So they're late to rise, typically later to leave camp, later into camp, and late to bed in, in most cases. Now the pros of that, that being a night owl is your shelter is usually drier, and it might only be a matter of half an hour, an hour, or an hour and a half can make a huge difference between having a sopping wet tent fly and having a dry tent fly. Not always the case. If it's raining, not going to make a difference at all, but it can make a, a difference at least drying your tent fly out a bit more. You'll usually have a warmer start to the day in the cooler parts of the year. As Jill mentioned, that may or may not be an issue depending on how cold it is. Uh, but again, an hour, an hour and a half difference to leaving camp can make a huge difference. There are less cobwebs on trail because, as we said, somebody's already cleared <laughs> Jill, them. Jill's been up ahead clearing them for you. <laughs> Now, the cons are you are more likely to see snakes. And as I said, I, 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 I spent a few years thinking there are no snakes in Tasmania uh, <laughs> because the trails that I did, we just did not see any because we, just, we I just didn't see any. And it wasn't until I did the South Coast track uh, towards the end of last year that I picked some up, but they were also smaller snakes. And again, it's, it's, it's the sort of thing that uh, uh, you either see them or you don't. Uh, but certainly the other groups, which typically left after I did, were seeing more snakes than I was. But, you know, the thing about snakes, though, sometimes you might want to see a snake. So, you know, if you are later in the day and you get to see a snake, that might be a bonus for somebody. It, it is. It is. So it depends on, on, on what your view of snakes are. are. <laughs> uh, I don't mind seeing snakes. Uh, but for some people, that's the last thing I want to see. So it really depends on what it is you want to go through and do. You're also hiking for longer during the hotter part of the day, particularly in the, the warmer parts of the year. And there often tends to be less solitude because if there are multiple groups or people on trail, m m more people than not tend to leave camp a bit later and go to bed a bit later. And finally, the last thing you have is less solitude because you typically are more people on trail uh, during the middle and later parts of the day. I think the main thing is that ir irrespective of whether you're an early starter um, or a late starter, so you need to think about the impact that you might have on others. If you're an early starter and you're up and about and everybody else is still uh, waking up, you, you can disrupt 
their pattern um, by the noise that you're making. And likewise, if you're a night owl and you're having a chat around the tent site, you can also disrupt those who are trying to get an early night. So, you know, be, be you, but when you're in the campsite, you need to be conscious of what you are. Now, we've talked about the two extremes, and and really for a lot of people, what I've found over the years is that uh, most people that I've seen tend to be more night owls. They'll tend to leave the camp later in the day. They'll tend to arrive in camp a bit later. They'll tend to go to bed a bit later in the evening, and they'll also stay in bed a bit later in the morning. So as I said, it's a generalisation, but certainly from what I've seen, uh, most people tend to fall into that night owl category. I don't think anybody's in your category of rooster, though. I mean, I'm I'm an early starter, but I am not your early starter. I hold I hold you back, and I know that. And I think certainly from my perspective, I as I said, I'm used to averaging six hours of sleep of sleep a night, and if I go to bed at six or seven o'clock, really I've had my fill of sleep by sort of. Um, uh, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. So I do tend to have a disruptive sleep as a result. But what that does mean is I'm, yeah, I get to five o'clock and it's right. I'm starting to pack up inside the tent if I'm by myself. And I'll get my, uh, sometimes I might dawdle a bit. Uh, but I'm usually, I like to be on trail and walking by, by 7.30 in the morning. Uh, so it really depends on what it is you're trying to achieve. And, and you know, and I like walking in the early part of the day. I just find the, the rising sun or the sun coming up, I just find that really nice. I just, you know, it's something that I do appreciate rather than walking into full sunlight straight away. I think most people will fall somewhere in between the two extremes. They may not be, as I said, I'm an extreme rooster uh, and probably more than I've seen most people on trail. Uh, it's rare that people beat me out of camp, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it is rare. It's also rare that I'm not the first one in my tent trying to go to sleep at night time. Uh, so I'll often look for a, a campsite that's a bit further away from people uh, just to get a bit of quietness. But I think most people will fall in between that sort of category. Uh, and again, it's really, really what it comes down to is uh, what is it that suits you? I think my, I actually alternate. Um, so here's something for you. If the company's really good, I will stay up, Tim. <laughs> what does that say? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it is funny though because you know, if, some, you know, if the weather's warm, you know, it's, it's a really nice environment and there are people I will stay up a bit later. But And, and I'm not being bitten by mozzies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing as well. Sometimes, sometimes you don't want to hang around outside because you are being eaten by mosquitoes. And the tent's the best place to be. So, and I and I for some reason I I can't get comfortable to read in a tent. So you know a book or a Kindle or whatever uh, isn't something I take with me on a hike. So I'll do social media at the end of the day. I'll record uh, for the podcast. But once I've done that, really, it's like okay, I might as well go to sleep. Uh, and that's just a personal preference. So I think overall. You're either going to be a night owl or a rooster or for, I think, a lot of people somewhere in between or both. Uh, for me, my my pattern is pretty much set. Uh, I have always been a rooster and always will be. Sometimes you'll vary from location to location or from trail to trail what you actually are. 
but for a lot of people, they tend to have set patterns. And I, and I know from my perspective, getting into that routine, getting into that pattern is something I just like to do. It just makes things easy. I don't have to think about what do I do next. I've got that pattern down pat. Really, it doesn't matter. Uh, what it comes down to is hike your own hike and do what makes you feel comfortable. So regardless of which category you fall in, uh, whether you're a night owl or rooster or both or somewhere in between, um, it's whatever works for you and whatever works for the trip that you're on. Okay, that's all for this week's episode. We hope you've enjoyed. Bye for now. And bye from me. Bye.